Keep the change, you filthy animal. I have a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. There's no crying. There's no crying in baseball. Just a flesh wound. He lived happily ever after. Don't adjust those dials, but definitely turn up the volume. Because you're now listening to Mayo Radio. Hey, howdy, hey, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Mayo Radio. As always, my name is Maddie, and on this podcast, I'll be talking about whatever I want because it's my podcast and not yours. All right. Welcome back, folks. Like I said, one of my New Year's resolutions for 2023 was to focus a little bit more on this podcast. Uh, So that's what we're doing. You're getting a February episode. We We are two for two for episodes per month in the month or in the year of 2023. Um... Yeah, so happy February. Super exciting. As I'm recording this, it is only February 5th, so we're only five days in, uh, but it's a short month, so I wanted to get an episode out um, before the end, before it got to the the last moment of February, and I go, ah, oh no, I haven't done it yet. Uh, So here we are for this week's, or this month's episode, actually. um, I thought that I would talk about love since it is the month of February and we are almost Valentine's Day, but not just any love. No, because that's boring. Um, We're talking about queer love. Uh, I myself identify as a lesbian. I use she, they pronouns. um, And I have a wonderful partner uh, who does the exact same thing. So that's super fun. Um, Yeah. So for this, for this month's episode, I have made a list of some of my favorite on-screen lesbians, either solo lesbians or lesbians as like a couple or partnering um, in either TV shows or movies, things like that. Um, A lot of the ones that I have here are from, well, yeah, they're all from TV shows. I'm looking at my my little list. Um, There are a lot of great lesbian couples in movies, but I... I think I prefer lesbian couples in TV shows just because you can kind of see them throughout a a a series and so you get a little bit more depth um and it's just I don't know there's something there's something about a TV series lesbian that just hits different, you know? It really does. So I, I'm just going to run through my list. We're going to talk about some of these a little bit more in depth. Um, and I have some ideas for some episodes coming up where we play some some games with some guests um, with a lot of these uh, lesbians as well. I think that would just be fun. Kind of like I did with my, my two friends, Kenneth and Lee, um, how we played that kind of little game. Maybe something in the future. I don't know. Let me know if you're interested. I think it would be fun. Um, I'm going to start at the bottom of my list and work my, my way up to the top because I kind of made this in a in a strange order, but we're just going to go through it. Um, it's going to be great. It's going to be super fun. I really, once again, I have no structure for this episode. I'm just talking about things that I like to talk about. So here we go. Listen to me word vomit for the next however long this episode's going to be. <clears throat> so I 
recently watched a TV show called Mayor of Easttown. Um, I only watched it. <laughs> I only, because I am a hot mess expressive human. I only watched it because Ruby Cruz, who plays Kit Tantalos in Willow, was in the TV show. And she plays such a minor character. And she was barely in it. But I watched it anyways. Um, and it was actually really, really, really good. I highly recommend it. Um, it's on HBO Max. It has Kate Winslet in it, and it's a it's it's a crime show. It's a, I wanted to say it was either eight or nine episodes. It was very digestible. Like, I found myself wanting to swiftly watch the next episode because it just left me on such a cliffhanger. So I recommend it. It was great. Um, but there was a character... Um, in the show. Her name was Siobhan, and she was a cute little high school senior lesbian. She was so adorable. Uh, She is played by the woman who is in Spider-Man, the new Spider-Man movies with Tom Holland. She plays the blonde girl that dates uh, his best friend, whose name is escaping me. Um, Wow. I suck. Oh, well. The guy in the chair. She gave, she dates the guy in the chair. Spider-Man's best friend. Peter Parker's best friend. The name will come to me eventually. Um, so it was really fun to see her in that. And in, in this show, uh, she has a, an amazing haircut. It's buzzed on the side, and it's floppy on the other side, and it's blonde and thick, and it just looks really great. And, you know, she she dresses like a Gen Zer artsy... Uh, lesbian and it was just really it was so fun it was very unexpected like I didn't going into the show I didn't know that there would be a queer character so it was a very nice surprise for there to be one and have it just be so normalized in the show itself I I really enjoy the fact that you know, queer characters are just becoming so... Like, the show is not about this character being queer. It's just something that the writers decided would be something in this character's backstory. There was no, you know, crazy coming out story. She just, you know, we start the show. She has a girlfriend. They break up eventually, like we always do. Um, she gets with another lesbian. It's great. And it's never, it's never like in your face, this is what the show's all about kind of thing. The show is about the crime that happens. And this is just something that is in the show because that's how us as queer people exist in the world. You know, we're not shouting from the rooftops, look at me, look at me. Um, only during Pride Month. Um, <laughs> but it, it was just, it was very nice and refreshing. So Siobhan from Mayor of Easttown. Highly recommend watching that. Uh, Next one on my list is Rue from Euphoria. Uh, I watched Euphoria for the first time both seasons, actually. Um, I watched it probably beginning of 2022, I believe. Um, Very good. I really enjoyed it. I... It's funny to me, I was not a sheltered child, but I definitely didn't know all of the crazy things that happened in the world growing up. Um, and I, I learned about, you know, drugs when I went into high school, never did them, but I also didn't think that there were 
areas that existed like in euphoria like maybe there are i don't know am i still sheltered do i sound super dumb probably but like this show was wild wild i don't know if any of it could ever possibly be how it is for kids in high school these days but like it's it's insane it's insane it was wild but rue was a great character um rue is another one just like siobhan where the show was not revolving around the fact that Rue was queer. Um, and, and I think that Rue was also kind of very fluid with their sexuality. Um, I, I'm really bad at remembering character names unless they're ones that like I absolutely latch onto and hyperfixate. Um, so the blonde character that Rue starts seeing in the beginning of the show, um, really loved them. It was very interesting to see the dynamic and Rue's kind of experience with drugs and alcohol and her sexuality. I don't know. It was just very interesting. But Zendaya's portrayal of Rue to this day is like top notch in my book. I think it was awesome. Um, Another one that I have on my list is Casey from Atypical. Now, I watched Atypical because my girlfriend told me to watch Atypical. Um, and I absolutely loved it. I It was so, so, so cute. Um, I It was interesting to see the family dynamic. It was interesting to see a show about um, someone on the autism spectrum, because that is also, along with queer media, that's media that is not very well represented either. So it was very fun to see a show that combined all the different types of non-represented diverse groups all bundled into one TV series on Netflix, of all places. Um, But it was great. And Casey's coming out, I think, is the way that she came out was, it's so typical. Not in a bad way, but it really showed how kind of scary and nerve-wracking and anxiety-inducing, and you're just, you're questioning, like, do I actually feel these things? Like, is this normal? Is this okay? I'm kind of scared. No one's ever told me if this is okay or not. I don't know who... I don't know who I can trust. I don't know if I should actually be doing this, but it feels really good. And I think this is right. And there's someone, you know, here who is also dealing with the exact same emotions as me. And like, we like each other. And, but do we like each other as friends or do we like each other as more? And can two girls like each other as more? Like, it was so beautiful and so well done. Um, I think the only thing from, and this is going to come with spoilers. I'm going to try really hard not to spoil big plot points, but like shows that have been out for so long. I'm sorry if you are listening to this and you have not watched this show and it has been out for three plus years. Not my fault. (laughs) Watch the show. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Um, or don't be mad that I spoil miniature plot points, uh, So, blah. Um, The only thing that I didn't love about Casey's progress of coming out was the fact that she had a boyfriend. There was a girl that she was interested in, and that was interested in her. And then without breaking up with the boyfriend, she cheats on the boyfriend with the girl to figure out her sexuality. I don't like that trope. 
Um, I think that trope is overdone, and I think that trope really puts a... It, it, it makes us as queer people take a step back. Like, we are, we are moving backwards in people trusting us and seeing us as a, a community who just wants to be accepted. Um, because you have silly people in the world who are going to say, oh, well, you know, you're bisexual, so you're just going to cheat on me with someone else of a different gender because you're attracted to them. And it's like, no, it's only a stereotype in TV shows and movies. Like, you're only getting that information because that's the media that you have unfortunately digested because that is how we are represented in media. No, that's not how... No, we're not going to do that. We're not horrible people. I, mean, I can't speak for everybody. But it's just... it. That is not... That's not the trope that I like watching when I'm digesting queer media. Um, but unfortunately, it is a trope that is out there and quite common. Um, but besides that, I think Casey is a fantastic queer character. Um, she's so cute. And the actor who plays Casey is also fantastic. Um, once again, cannot remember their names because I am the worst with names. Um, but I do know that I think I follow them on Twitter because they don't have an Instagram. That's all I got. <laughs> so watch Atypical on Netflix. It's great. Uh, another character that I have on my list is Layton, played by the one and only Renee Rapp from Sex Lives of College Girls. This is another HBO Max show. Um, oh, and Euphoria is also HBO Max. I think I forgot to mention that one. HBO Max is just killing it over here with... Uh, queer characters um yeah so Layton Layton played by Renee Rapp uh going into this show my roommate and I started watching it together we were like this looks great it has Timothy Chalamalame's uh sister Pauline in it uh it has Renee Rapp in it from Broadway fame we love to see it I had no idea that there was going to be a queer storyline uh in this show but there was and I could have not been more excited um really loved well, okay, I'll take that back. Didn't love, um, because for a while I thought Leighton was an absolute bitch in the show, um, but then she got better, so I guess it's okay. Um, didn't also love the fact that she only wanted to date women that looked like her. I think that is a little narcissistic, but she also calls herself out for being narcissistic in the show after she does that, so she made up for it. Um, but the person that Leighton dates in the first season, oh boy, so attractive, so good looking, love to see it, didn't love how, and once again, I cannot remember the character's name, but it's fine, you know what I'm talking about, hopefully, um, didn't love the outfit, the wardrobe shift from season one to season two of Leighton's partner's character in the first season it was I'm gonna look up their name because I just I cannot it's so annoying um in the first season it's very non-binary it's a little bit more on the mass side um and they just looked really good and then in the second season when this character comes back into the storyline, um, their wardrobe is so different and so odd. Like, 
wearing a lot more dresses and feminine clothes a step back in their character i i don't know what it was it was it was weird um but yeah so sex lives of college girls definitely recommend watching the show it's so funny uh it has two seasons on hbo max and i want to say they're getting renewed for a third season but don't quote me on that one uh awesome so the next one on my list oh man this is another one that my girlfriend made me watch uh and i'm so happy that they did i because it is so good um and i think Lindsay, quote me if i'm wrong but you've rewatched this show at least six times at this point uh which is very fair because i've done the same thing with willow so we match in that sense. So this is literally every character from A League of Their Own. Uh, a League of Their Own is a TV series on Amazon Prime. Um, it is a remake slash remodernization, kind of, of the movie A League of Their Own with um, everyone and their mother in that movie. Um so it's about the 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 Rockford Peaches, but in the TV show on Amazon Prime, everybody's gay. Everybody's gay. Everybody's gay, and they're playing baseball. Um, I actually did bring up the character list for this one because I knew that I would forget some of their names because I suck. Uh, so some of my favorite characters from the show, Carson Shaw, our main leading lady, played by Abby Jacobson. Um, love, absolutely love. Max Chapman is also a lesbian in the show. Um, Greta Gill, played by Darcy Carden. So good. So good. Um, my two favorites, my two favorite lesbians from the show uh, were Lupe Garcia and Jess McCready. Um yeah, and they, they've been coming up on, like, the, you know how people do the edits, um, the edits, like, the, the super sexualized edits on TikTok. I recently have fallen into just, like, edit for you page. I don't know what happened. It all, I think it all started with the edits from Willow, um, that I've been watching, but now I get like sexualized edits of everyone including Pedro Pascal because he's just Pedro Pascal is a man of the people queers love him straights love him it's awesome um but I recently got some of Roberta who plays Lupe Garcia but from another show that they did and let me just say absolutely um I want to say the show's name is Vida and I will be watching it it is on my list um, but yeah, so those are my four, no, five favorites from that show. So Carson, Max, Greta, Jess, and Lupe. Um, it's so good. It's, if you were a lover of the original League of Their Own movie, you will absolutely love this show. If you've never seen the original movie, you will also absolutely love this show. I highly recommend it. Everyone will love it. It's great. I cried. And yeah, okay, moving on. Um, my next couple is uh, Dina and Sam from Fear Street. So this was such a, oh man, I can't even tell you the amount of times that I have watched Fear Street since it came out. I want to say it came out in 2020, 
October of 2020, maybe. I may be misremembering that, but um, it's so good. I I am a lover of all things horror, and when you mix horror and queer together, which like horror is horror is just queer coded all the time. Like I can't I can't begin. That's a whole another episode in itself. Um, but when you mix the two, especially in like teen horror, uh, it you, it's a it's a recipe for the best the best soup, right? Uh, so Dina and Sam, they starting off in the first Fear Street because there's three. Um, it's like a movie series, but they're they're condensed, I guess. So each one is a different timeline, but it all makes one big story. Um, so in the first one, we start off the first Fear Street with a kind of eluded backstory of Dina and Sam being together and then breaking up because Sam moved away, but they're fighting, but Dina still has some of Sam's stuff, and then they get back together because they're all going to die. It's great. It's great. I love them. They're so cute, and you can tell that they just they love each other so much. Um, and it's adorable. So they're definitely... And the actress who plays Dina... Um, also came up in a fan edit recently on my For You page from another Netflix. Oh, Fear Street's on Netflix, by the way. Um, but it they came up in a in a fan edit from another show that they're on on Netflix called Trinkets. And I just about pooped my pants because I had kind of forgotten about Dina and Sam because um, I haven't watched Fear Street in a while. But I was like, who is, oh, I know who that is. And immediately put trinkets on Netflix on my list of things to watch. Um, because that's what I do. Uh, just like Mayor of Easton So <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. Um, okay, cool. So Fear Street, go watch it. Another one that I... Another character, another queer character that I absolutely adore is Theo Crane from The Haunting of Hill House. Um, once again, did not think that there would be queer characters in this show when I watched it. Um, Netflix, Netflix and I are fighting a little bit because they keep canceling things that are queer. Uh, but at least they're trying, question mark. I mean, they're they're making an effort to have the shows they're just not making an effort to keep the shows uh but also netflix and this new password sharing thing i don't even really know what's going on but i know that i'm upset about it um yeah pausing here pause 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 so anyways talking about um who is it? Theo Crane. That is who I'm talking about. Totally lost my train of thought on that one. Uh, Theo Crane from On the Haunting of Hill House. Loved the character. Absolutely loved. Being queer was not a huge part of her storyline, but I do love the fact that she was queer. Um, I think it's, it's always, like I said, it's always a cute little surprise. Um, and so attractive. So attractive, but also Queer and horror. What am I? What? What? What did I say? What did I say? Beautiful. Uh, swiftly moving into the next one because they're kind of like the same a little bit. Um, from the haunting of Bly Manor, which is 
like the same kind of series director, all the same people, kind of similar to how they do American Horror Story. But The Haunting of Bly Manor came out after The Haunting of Hill House, also on Netflix. Um, and it had one of my all-time favorite queer couples, which is Danny and Jamie. Their story is so beautiful and heartwarming and comforting and I love it and then it just gets so fucking sad because no queer couple can ever be happy in a TV show. We just always have to be sad about something uh, whether it's someone dying or breaking up or whatever it fucking may be Um, but they're my favorite. They're so they're so goddamn cute together and (laughs) Jamie is a heartthrob. I was very much single when I watched this show for the first time when it debuted. And I just remember hyperfixating on Jamie's character so much because of their accent, their hair, their outfits, their persona, the way that they carried themselves. Um, it was a little embarrassing, uh, but it's just also something that my brain does because I got the ADHDs undiagnosed, uh, so I hyperfixate a lot. <laughs> um, and if you know me, you know that that is true. Um, but yeah, I I absolutely adore Danny and Jamie. Honestly, one of my top five queer couples in media. It they're it's just beautiful. It's beautiful, and their story is so sweet, and then gets so sad. Um, but. You know, it is what it is. Uh, another queer character that I have on my list is Anne Lister from Gentleman Jack. Now, this is a show that I talked about in my latest episode um, where I was watching things that my other favorite actress, Gemma Whalen, has been in. And Gemma Whalen is Anne Lister's sister in this show. But Anne Lister is the character Gentleman Jack. Like, Anne Lister's the character name, but people call her Gentleman Jack. Like, that's the that's the historical story is the name Gentleman Jack. Anyways, so very good. Haven't finished the show. It lost me halfway through season two, so that's, like, where I'm stuck at the moment. I, like, keep trying to go back to it, but I just, I'm not, I'm not into it like I was when I first started. But Anne Lister is such a suave like historical mask lesbian I can't even tell you like I don't even know how to describe her she's just she's just suave she's suave but she's feminine but she's masculine beautiful definitely made my heart flutter a couple times in the show when she was talking to the character that she's like romantically interested in I was like ooh, someone talked to me like that thank you uh but yeah great show great character highly recommend if you can get through it (laughs) um awesome my next character is the character Emily Dickinson from the tv show Dickinson on Apple TV plus um played by none other than the beautiful jaw-dropping Haley Seinfeld. I I don't know if Haley Seinfeld has come out as anything whether it's like bi or lesbian like whatever it may be, but I have never seen a more queer-coded like actual human being than Haley Seinfeld. Like even if she's completely straight, which is like absolutely fine she's so queer coded like she's for the ladies 
ladies love her. Um, I'm going to have to do my research and get back to get back to that. But because I really I don't know. I don't know. Um, But so good. I mean, this tea. Oh, it's so good. And as someone who has a degree in English with a focus on British literature. I did read a lot of Emily Dickinson and this TV show is so fucking funny because it's, it's her story. It's the story of Emily Dickinson, but it's modernized and you know, they're like, they're, they're talking the way that the people used to talk in that time, but they're also like, (laughs) I can't even describe it. They're like, you know, having parties and getting drunk and, you know, having premarital sex, even though that was definitely not allowed back in that time. Um, and Emily Dickinson is in love with her childhood best friend and it's just beautiful and I love it. And they're in such fun timepiece outfits, which is always a great time to have queer and historical wardrobe at this in the same piece of media there's just something about it that's so like mm, mm, chef's kiss uh so yeah emily dickinson in the show dickinson on apple tv plus highly recommend um my next one so just like i did with the mayor of east town this is another tv show that i solely watched because aaron kellyman was in it aaron kellyman who also plays jade and willow which i'll talk about um and you you know who Aaron Kellyman is. Aaron Kellyman uh, is infinest in the movie Solo. She is also uh, Carly Morgenthau in uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. She is Jade in Willow, like I just said. And she's this other character named Maya in this British TV show called Life. Uh, Life came out in 2020. I don't know what TV program like streaming whatever it came out on in the UK but the only way that I could watch it here in the United States was downloading Tubi which is this strange free streaming service like I'm surprised that I didn't have to pay for it there were ads but the ads were only like 20 seconds long um but it was just this free streaming service that I've never heard of before called Tubi uh, and that's where I watched this TV series. Once again, it's called Life. Um, it was actually very good. I I was surprised with how much I liked it. Um, and Maya's character is so great. She's a lesbian, which is just always a great time. And what I also really love about Erin Kellyman is that it seems to me that she picks characters to portray that are either queer or are just complete fucking badasses or both at the same time like jade uh good for her good for her and aaron kellyman is queer in real life so like she is queer um so i I just i love the fact that she chooses these characters um that she can relate to because she also seems like a badass in real life. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a great TV show. It was probably only six or seven episodes. I got through it within a matter of like two days. So highly recommend that one if you're interested. Uh, my next queer couple that I have is from another canceled fucking Netflix show. It's called First Kill. Um, it is about a young 
a vampire girl um, who falls in love with a young vampire hunting other girl uh, and they don't know that each other are said things and they're in high school and it's all romantic and fun um it it's a very cheesy and cringy tv show but i did love the fact that the vampire and the vampire hunter uh fell in love and their parents are trying to not have them be in love um but they're really cute i i enjoyed it for how cringy and gross it was i i enjoyed their two characters a lot so yeah um we're getting down to the, the nitty-gritty here. So my next queer couple that I love is Shira and Katra from the TV show Shira, animated series on Netflix. Um, I, I loved this TV show. <laughs> I loved it more than I care to admit. I haven't re-watched it yet just because there were so many fucking episodes. But... It's so cute. It's so cute. Shira and Katra. I mean, Katra is such a bitch of a character because she just refuses to be loved. Shira is literally like, Katra, I love you. Like, why can you not see that? And Katra's like, no, no, no one loves me. I'm such a bad guy. I've done all these bad things. No one will ever love me. I don't believe you. You don't love me. La 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 la. And Shira's like shaking her by the shoulders like, I do love you. What is wrong with you? Let me love you. Um, so it's cute. It's cute. And it's it's mythical. It's magical. Um, it's just very, very, very fun. I'm trying really hard to get Lindsay. Lindsay, if you're listening to this, please, 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 please watch this show so you can understand what I'm talking about. It's so good. Um, and it's animated. You love animated stuff. Ah. Anyways, so I do love them. So much fun. Um, I strive to be Shira. I, I want to be Shira so bad. I want to be seven feet tall with beautiful, flowing, thick blonde hair. And I, you know, my clothes transform into this like badass fucking like wings on a helmet, like Valkyrie style with these big stompy boots and this big sword and this awesome outfit. Like, ah, oh, so cool. If I was a better cosplayer, because I, I'm... I'm terrible at it. If I was a better cosplayer and I was in better shape, this was one that I would 100% do because Shira is such a badass character. God damn it. Anyways, um, so uh, my next character is Shane from the original because I haven't watched any of the new seasons of anything. Uh, Shane from the original L Word. Um, what a chaotic and kind of toxic queer character, but I think Shane had a really good heart. She meant well. Um, I just think that, you know, situations arose in which she was probably not acting the best, uh, but man, oh man, Shane is there for the ladies. Shane, Shane is there for the ladies. Can't, can't deny that. God almighty, she was attractive. Uh, I don't actually know where you can watch L Word. I think I watched it on Hulu, but I had to pay extra for it. Um, and there are new versions of the L Word. There's like L Word New Generation or something like that. Um, 
I haven't watched any of that. I, I plan to. I just have to figure out how to not pay for it. So, yeah. All right, getting to my last three here. Uh, Yara Greyjoy from Game of Thrones, played by one and only Gemma Wayland. This is where I fell in love with Gemma Wayland. Um, Yara Greyjoy is barely in Game of Thrones. She is the sister to Theon Greyjoy. Um, they are from the Iron Islands, and she is a fucking badass like I fell in love with her the instant that she came on the screen totally hyper fixated on this character for probably a good two three months like she was my my iPhone wallpaper like so cool um it's never like explicitly said that she's a lesbian but she is seen like with two different women in the show Um, so like one can just only assume that she is queer, whether she's bi or lesbian, whatever. Um, but God almighty women in armor, queer women in armor with big swords who fight and get dirty and just, yeah, yeah. And these next two that I'm going to talk about totally fit in with that. Like queer swords done. That's it. That's all I need in life. Lesbians with swords. That is that is my aesthetic. I need someone buy me a sword. I want a sword. Anyways, so yeah, Yar Greyjoy from Game of Thrones. We love to see it. Uh, my next one is from another fucking canceled Netflix show. Let me just Netflix. I hate you. I hate you. You're so rude. Like why do you why why do you do these things to us? Anyways, uh, the show is called Warrior Nun. I I talked about this, I think, in my episode last month. I cannot... No, I definitely did. I definitely did, yeah. It's the secret sect of, like, assassin nuns. Um, But there are two characters, and they are in love, and it's awesome. Uh, Beatrice is a nun. She is one of the nuns from the secret sect of assassin nuns um and she is very much in love with ava who is the halo bearer um ava annoys me for a lot of the show until the second season when she finally like gets her shit together and gets her head out of her ass and is not so much of a bitch um but they're so cute together i love them and the fact that netflix canceled on such a cliffhanger of the end of season two pisses me off because now we just have no closure. We have no closure. They smooch and then that's it. One dies. Sorry to spoil it, uh, but it's been out for a while, so watch it. Whatever. Um, It just, it pisses me off. Netflix, stop fucking canceling things that have queer people in them. It's homophobic. And you don't want to be seen as homophobic. That's not fun. Um, anyways, my, so yeah, watch Warrior Nun on Netflix. It's very good. My next, my last, duh, I'm at the end of my list. My last set of on-screen lesbians that I am absolutely in love with. And I don't know, 
I don't know if I want to be both of them or be with both of them, but yes to all of the above. Uh, and I think my girlfriend also agrees in that sense. Um, but this is Kit and Jade from Willow. Kit Tantalos and Jade Claymore from the TV show Willow on Disney fucking plus. Disney plus. Disney plus now has their very first queer Disney princess. Can you believe it? Like, I, ah! <laughs> I oh my God. And watching interviews with Ruby Cruz, who plays Kit Tantalos, you can just tell how thrilled she is to be playing this character who is the very first lesbian Disney princess. And even Erin Kellyman, who plays Jade, is like, I never in a million years would have thought that I would get to play a queer character on a Disney show. Like, Disney, of all places. And they both talk about how, you know, maybe it was just Aaron. Aaron talks about how if she had grown up seeing a character like the one that she's portraying, like, coming out for her would have been so much simpler. It would have made more, like, it would have signaled to her that yes all these feelings that I'm feeling are good they are okay they are not bad like this is not a bad thing and I just think that's really beautiful but once again lesbians in armor with swords oh beautiful I there is nothing more fantastic than that um Please go watch Willow. Please go watch Willow. Please rate Willow on Rotten Tomatoes and IMDb. Please tweet about Willow. We need a second season. We need it to get renewed. Um, I will die. I will literally keel over and die if I do not get a second season of these two badass women being fucking badasses in love. I just, I can't. I love them so much. I mean, Kit Tantalos is like a walking dream boat. The short hair. I think I'm just like into short hair. Hi, Lindsay. Um, (laughs) but they're both such good characters and they're so fleshed out and they have, they have backstory and they have a past and there is, you know, sadness and triumph and they go on a quest and it's just, it's great. There's nothing bad about the show. I love it. I love it. Love it. Love it. Well, I think that's it. Um, This has been my comprehensive list of all my favorite on-screen lesbians, mostly from TV shows. Uh, I might do one about movies. That'll be a little bit harder. I know there's also a ton of um, shows that have queer characters in them that I did not mention, which means I have not watched them yet. So if there is one that I did not talk about and you think I should watch it, please tell me. I'm trying so hard to digest more queer media it's just sometimes hard to find because it's not explicitly said as queer because the people who produce it don't want people to not watch it because they see the word queer or gay or whatever it may be which is so dumb um but yeah cool thanks for listening i hope that that wasn't too annoying and you had fun with me while I was talking about gay things. Because what's better than that? February, love, Valentine's Day, gay, women with swords, <laughs> on-screen lesbians. Ah, beautiful. 
All right, well, I think that is going to do it. As far as social media goes, as always, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter with the handle M-O-U-E-L-L-E-T-T-E-139. That is M-O-U-E-L-L-E-T-T-E-139. And then you can find the podcast on its very own Twitter and Instagram account, both at Mayo Radio Podcast. M-A-O Radio Podcast. Uh, Definitely message me with any topics you're interested in, any suggestions, any TV shows or movies that you think I need to watch. Or if you just want to chat, you can definitely message me there too. I I love to chat. Um, But yeah, like I said, I think that's going to do it for this episode. Once again, thank you for listening to Mayo Radio. And as the great Anthony Mackie would say, cut the check. Once again, guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Mayo Radio. As always, the opinions shared on the episode do not represent any brand or company. My cover art is done by the incredible Emily. Their Etsy shop is Emily's Commissions, and their Instagram is Excited Corn Juice. Definitely check them out. Uh, My new intro and outro music is done by Daniel Deluxe. And please leave a follow and a rating and review of the podcast on whatever platform you are listening to. I will give you a big virtual kiss. If you do that, thank you so much. It definitely helps out. Okay, bye.